From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselite Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 5th of June, 2019. Medical testing giant LabCorp said on Tuesday that personal and financial data on some 7.7 million consumers was exposed by a breach at a third-party billing collections firm. That third party, the American Medical Collection Agency, also recently notified Quest Diagnostics that an intrusion in its payments website exposed data on nearly 12 million Quest patients. While it's still too early to tell who was affected, it is always a good idea to routinely change passwords and account credentials in order to reduce the risk of information and identity theft. Quest Diagnostics provides lab testing services to about half of the doctors and hospitals in the U.S. Pharmacy company CVS is launching 1,500 new health centers. The company also plans to pursue offerings catered to patients suffering from complex ailments and upgrade its existing technology infrastructure in the coming years. This news coming as the pharmacy chain seeks to alleviate investor concerns following its still-disputed $68 billion merger with insurance company Aetna. This from a report by Fox Business, which also stated that CVS has long said the combination with the insurer will complement its existing pharmacy and middleman benefit management businesses to improve care for consumers at a lower cost. By 2020, CVS expects profits to be a minimum of $7 per share with net income by 2021 and beyond. However, to achieve those metrics, the company plans to open new health hubs in 2019 in cities such as Atlanta, Georgia and Tampa, Florida, ultimately reaching 1,500 locations by the end of 2021. In 1953, ABC TV and Desilu Studios began production of a show that would run for the next 11 years. The Danny Thomas show was titled Make Room for Daddy for its first three seasons and starred Danny Thomas as Danny Williams, a famous evening entertainer comedian, and singer. Together, he, his wife Margaret, played by Gene Hagen, and their two children, Terry and Rusty, live in New York. However, after Gene Hagen's exit from the show at the end of the third season, Danny became a widower on the show, raising his two children on his own. Later, after his son falls ill with the measles, Danny hired a nurse, Kathy O'Hara, played by Marjorie Lord, whom he later married on the show. Over the course of the next few seasons, CBS then picked up the show, Danny and Kathy got married, 
and the daughter of the previously widowed Kathy was introduced, originally played by Leilani Sorensen, but quickly replaced by actress Angela Cartwright from The Sound of Music, little Linda and her subsequent adoption by Danny after his and Kathy's marriage boosted the show's ratings significantly and carried the show for several more years as the family dynamic grew. The series featured the life of the Williams family, the antics of the children, the struggles of the adults, and the interactions between them in various situations. Danny struggled to maintain a balance between family and home life and his job, while the children went through many of the important life lessons highlighted in many American sitcoms of the era. The Danny Thomas show was also responsible for the creation of another long-running sitcom, The Andy Griffith Show. In the seventh season, Danny Thomas is arrested by Seraph Andy Taylor and detained in the small town of Mayberry. This all in an episode entitled, Danny Meets Andy Griffith. Other crossover episodes with contemporary shows were featured as well as one including the cast of I Love Lucy and Maury Amsterdam guest starred as Buddy Sorrell of The Dick Van Dyke Show in an episode titled The Woman Behind the Jokes. All in all, the show, while not as famous as some of its era, has been loved and enjoyed by numerous audiences over the decades, and while occasionally having to deal with the awkward or the storms of life, always ends with the age-old affirmation that no matter what else gets in the way, family always matters. Today's culture accentuates in the extreme emotions over knowledge. How will it make us feel seems to be our concern far more often than is it true. Sadly, the Christian church has bought into this, encouraging others to go to church not to learn the truths of God's word, but to get an emotional high. Just talk about theology or a biblical critical thinking with others and you can witness the contemporary hostility to knowledge, particularly when it's contrasted with emotionalism. In fact, in countless churches today, biblical truth is not the deciding factor. Rather, will it divide or will it offend make up the decision making as we see evidence of in the Methodist Church, the Lutheran ELCA, the Anglican or Episcopal Churches, and some of the American Baptist denominations the list is seemingly endless. To ask if certain very clear biblical theological positions are in fact biblically correct is considered unloving, and those who take a stand for Christian truth are labeled as divisive. In his book Strength for Today, John MacArthur writes that knowledge is inseparable from moral excellence and Christian growth. It should be obvious that people can't put into practice the truths that they don't know. We must first understand the principles of God's word before we can live them out. In 2 Peter 1, we read that we are to supply moral excellence in our faith and in our moral excellence, knowledge. Peter knew well the importance of knowledge in developing a stable Christian walk, as did Paul in Ephesians 4. When we as Christian believers are lacking knowledge, we become, as Paul writes, children tossed here and there by waves carried about by every wind of doctrine. The resulting turmoil is not conducive to spiritual growth. The Bible commends childlike faith which is trusting and humble, but the Bible does not condone childish faith. 
Paul exhorted the Corinthians, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking. In your thinking, be mature. The Bible is the end all of our worldview. The Bible is to be our source of knowledge. And without bowing to excuses or contextually inaccurate and uninformed arguments to the contrary, God's word details exactly how we are to live in principle and action, in thought and in relationship. May we, as the Apostle Paul urged in Philippians 1, let our love abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. And may our prayer be that God would help keep our minds focused on Him, not turning aside to other false doctrines or the pressures of a fallen world, and that He would enable us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.